Okay, welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And uh, we're in Memphis this week. God, I wish we were in Memphis. I wish we were in Woo! Memphis. I bet the weather's nicer in Definitely Memphis. Definitely warmer than this. Okay, so we're not really in Memphis, but uh, our friend Sheila Bissell brought us two beers from Memphis. Actually, she bought more than two, but these are the two that we're going to talk about this week. From Memphis Made Brewing, we have a Fireside Amber Ale. And this one is fun. We've done IPAs before. Mm-hmm. This one's called Catnip IPA. Hmm. And at the top of the can, it says, I am catnip. And it pairs well with lasagna. Like Garfield's it favorite. It actually says, pairs well with lasagna. Dude, that's legit. So I, I thought, yep, this is one. We're going to have to do this. So, Okay, cool. So, well, um, I did a little bit of research on red and amber ales. Okay. So that's the way we'll attack those um i wish i would have known that that was a catnip one mm. my my gut is it's a take on well literal catnip but it kind of has that same uh, property as some other hallucinogenic and um some green things that oh. you know the herbal supplements that, that you see around legal in states to yeah. the west of us yeah like in california and colorado mm-hmm. and whatnot yep. uh, so that's my guess because it's in the same family as hop so i'm guess i'm wondering if catnip is in the same family as hops um, so that that's Maybe. my that's my guess. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So cannabis is in the same family mm, yeah, as hops. I think so. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well. Yeah, it just doesn't have any of the same. It doesn't have the same powers. The CBD right stuff yeah. or whatever that is. But they are making like in Colorado. I know they're making CBD infused mm-hmm. beers and drinks and stuff. So I had one. Oh, did you? It wasn't anything special. Yeah. It was okay. It was just fine. And when you came down, it was yeah. pretty all right. Huh? Yeah. 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 All right. So which one you want? You want to do the IPA? You want to do the Let's do the IPA and okay. just get into it a little bit. Because right. and, and, um, I think we don't want that one to warm up too much. No. So. And you've got, I'm assuming, uh, brewery research. Yes. Cool. And now, here's the thing. And I so I did some. Thank you. You bet. Like I always do. Did some did some research on the brewery. I don't think they've been around very long. I've I, been to Memphis in the last three or four years and this wasn't there so yeah right. i'm thinking I, you're right i i think they're they're very small Ooh, that smells really good it smells really good that really smells good yes pairs well okay so before i get into this let's let's try this out yeah, pairs well that. with lasagna catnip ipa hmm oh, it, oh there's definitely hops i mean that's yeah it's hoppy it almost has a sweet honey aftertaste to it a little to bit me. so yum that's good i like that so this is different than this is where I'll need your beer knowledge. Mm-hmm. This is different than maybe some of the others we've had before, where it's not like it's not a dry hop, so it's not a floral thing. Yeah, this is this is the, was the hops are in the boil basically. Mm-hmm. So this is more of an old school traditional IPA than the kind that you that you favor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely not hazy. No, you can see you can see right through that. It's a nice um, golden. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it has a good color for an IPA for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of bubbles, which I'm kind of surprised about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't remember. I mean, it almost looks like a snow globe. There's so many, at least for yeah. mine. I wonder. So it doesn't give me the IBUs on here. What do you think on the uh, the alcohol by volume? What do you think? What do you, what do you guess? See. This is one of my favorite parts. I'm yeah. going to try to I'm gonna see think about can. it if I was Dolan. Let me take a look. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I'd say 6.8. 6.2. Hmm. <laughs> So it there's does still a little, a little in my system, like Dolan, mm-hmm. probably. That's mm-hmm. probably where I get the Your breakfast beers. Extra. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. I'm, I'm going to be that guy. What guy? Uh-oh. That 
guy. Which one? Uh-oh. And say the beer is actually called Catnap. Oh. It's, it's not called Catnap. Oh, it, it is. is. How Man. many? <laughs> when he's, did you have that CBD beer? He's so much smarter than we are. Well, he can read, which is <laughs> something I didn't know <laughs> about today. Hmm. Huh. Man, I apologize, Memphis Made Brewing. That's uh, yeah. We were on the catnap. 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 Wow. That is... Ne- I wish I would have even seen the... I didn't even see the can till just now. Mm-hmm. I would have been able to see that too, Dolan. Good call. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to do too many things. This this is why he's... Reading the- is one of the tougher mm-hmm. ones. That is tough. That's- I like the cat's tail at the end. It uh-huh. just looks like a cat. It's a fun can, if I had read it correctly. Well, oh. here's the thing. Catnip, catnap. It still it still plays to the cat theme on mm-hmm. the can. True. That's Tastes true. good. Yep. They're still going for that Garfield mm. sort of, it's got little cat paws all over it. It's. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Hey, thanks for calling us out there, Dolan. We need we need to be brought down to earth mm. once in a while. Jamie, did you see that? She did was going to blow notice? it up. She took like I 10 pictures of it. Notice. She didn't notice either. Well, I, she... You didn't have it turned towards me. So oh, there we go. She's just trying to be polite. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't like to embarrass Mm. On recording. Dolan That's does. Smart. Dolan, Dolan, Dolan does. It's like, what? I think it would have been more of an embarrassment if I posted this in a safe uh, uh, yeah. Just let you guys go. Oh, yeah, it's true. It would have been I don't more know. embarrassing I feel, this way. I feel kind of embarrassed, but I didn't see the can, so I'm yep. with Jamie on this one. All right, let's start over. Take two. No. Oh, it's delicious. Okay. So Memphis Made Brewing Company, small independent production brewery located, this is right off their website, in the vibrant neighborhood of Cooper Young in Memphis, Tennessee. Hmm. Uh, they produce three year-round beers and plenty of seasonal and limited oh, runs. Gotta be small. Then. So they're small. Yeah, only three year-round. Um, and I, I think Fireside might be one of them. I don't. I'm not sure. Their website is just a landing page still. Like there's not. There's no not a content. whole. No, not really. Uh, a couple of photos, and then there's a fun cat video. They must be cat people. Because they're like, you know, in the interim of us building this website, here's a fun cat video. And it's oh. some weird, like, Japanese cat video. Oh, I got to go check you this You got to check it out. Yeah. It's eight minutes long. I watched the whole thing. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. Uh, one of the other things I, I wanted to do, too, is Brian got me back on the Untapped app. Yeah, yeah. So, I look, as soon as I say it, it's like Pavlov's dog. He reaches for his pocket. Yeah, yep. I don't Un- have it on me, but no? I, uh, I wish I did. <laughs> It's like so, phantom limb there. Yeah, so I will. We'll go through and uh, and I'll look at. It, yeah, so we we changed the front door code, so now we can see people as they come in the front door. No, oh, he can't get struggle. in. Struggle. There, he figured it out. Good job. Okay, so I thought we'd introduce this into make this a part of each one of the uh, podcasts. Mm. What is their rating on Untapped for each of these beers? Oh, okay. So you want to guess, or like, mm. do you want to do you want to guess? Or it's you... so small, man. This could be every. This could be all over the place. I'm guessing since. It's a small brewery. Yeah. Um, what's the rating for this? What's like the, the overall? What's the, what's the overall rating? And here's the thing: I can't. I'm not going to disagree with this rating. So if that gives so this you a is clue, average. So we're gonna say three point three four. Three point five one. Okay, that's about. And I would I would have gone like a three point two five. That's that's where I was. Yeah, I was gonna pocket in between there. Mm-hmm. So, which isn't a bad review at no. all. I, I think that's a, very a, drinkable, very standard IPA. I mean, that's not rated out of 20. It's mm-hmm. out of five. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So, and then we'll do the uh, we'll do the fireside when that comes up too. Okay. I'll, I'll cover up my answer sheet here so you don't, yeah, I, so you I don't see. I'm not doling. I can't so. see that far away. Right. So, what uh, before we get into the fireside, what what kind of knowledge did you bring to us this week? 
Um, well, I did some research. Um, have you been to Memphis? No. Oh, my goodness. No. Anybody here at the table been to Memphis? No. Dolan. 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 Did you play down there? Dolan's in a band. Or three. No, I went to the Guitar Factory. Gibson. Oh, Gibson. I, I did the tour there. Have you been on the tour? Yes. That's cool, yeah. yeah. The, the Gibson Guitar Factory is yeah. in Memphis? Okay. And also, um, yeah, Graceland. Graceland, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There, yep. There mm-hmm. you go. Beale Street. Yeah, it's a music town for sure. Okay. Um, oh, that's where he's from. There was a lot of stuff going on. That'd be a sad. Sure. That'd be a sad time there, probably. So I did some research on a couple of things that make Memphis kind of famous, or some of the things that I did when I was there. Mm-hmm. And then after we get into the other beer, the Fireside, I'm going to go through. Um, and kind of hot take you on some of the people that are there. Okay. So some of the people that are from there, born there, live there most of their lives there, that sort of stuff. Elvis. He's Yeah, he's from around that area. He's born in Tupelo, okay. Mississippi. Mm, okay. Spent most of his time in Memphis. Oh, all right. So the thing that I did my main research on uh, is a hotel that I still stayed at there, and it's called the Peabody Hotel. And this is a world-famous hotel for about maybe one reason. This hotel has had ducks in the hotel maybe since 1869. Like ducks that live there? Yeah, they live there. So the story goes, um, in 19, I think it was 1930, the owner and his buddies came back from Arkansas. They had gone on a duck hunt. And back then, it was legal to have live ducks as your decoys. So you would have some ducks. You would own ducks oh. and put them out on the water and bring in other ducks that you would then blast, right? Traitors. Yeah, that's how you used to do it. So their decoys were their live ducks, and they brought them back. Maybe they had a sarsaparilla or two. Who knows? Sure. They put them in the fountain of the in the lobby of the hotel. Thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> As you do, right? Sure. So they did that, and they stayed there for like 10 years. Wow. Uh, and then they just lived in the hotel. Okay. So 1940, um, the, there was a bellman there. His name was Edward Pembroke. And he said, hey, I will take care of these ducks. I will, I will teach them something. It took him 10 years to find somebody to take care of the ducks? He, I guess he, that's the day he started working there. Okay. He had previously been an animal trainer in the circus. Oh. So what he ended up doing was training them. Um, and they lived. They had a place that they put them up on the roof, like in a shack or shed or mm-hmm. whatever these ducks went mm-hmm. and he trained them at 11 o'clock they all walked in a line and they would get um in the elevator and they would take the elevator down to the lobby and then the door would open and they uh like at you know 10 55 or whatever the uh employee staff roll out this red carpet from the elevator and they walk on the red carpet and then they get into the fountain okay and then they stay there and then at five o'clock the guy comes back out and he has a stick Mm-hmm. And he just taps it a couple times, and they get out of the fountain, and they get in line, and they walk back to the elevator, and they go back to the top. And they play, like, a Philip Sousa song <laughs> every day they do this. And they've been doing that now for 78, almost 80 years now. You're, they you, still you do ha- it. You have to be making this No, up. it's for real. So I went, I went there. Um, my wife, we went there because of a um, medical conference. Okay. Um, St. Jude's Children's Hospital Research Center is mm-hmm. there. And they were putting on a big medical conference. My wife is a pediatric doctor. Mm-hmm. And so I tagged along when I found out we were staying at the Peabody. I wasn't going to go, but then I found out this was there. Um, so I positioned myself at the bar at, you know, 1045 like you do on vacation. Enjoying a sarsaparilla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the uh, 
bar mix that they had. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see this for myself. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, so did the whole town. It's like a big tourist thing. So like at, right around 11 o'clock, everybody comes in off the streets just to see these ducks. Just to see the ducks. And I think there's uh, four ladies and one gentleman duck that live there okay. all the time. Yeah. And they've been having that amount and those same kind of ducks. Mallard was a mallard duck mm-hmm. um, that I remember. And then they stay there and they bring them down every day. So if you walk to the hotel, if you go in there in the middle of the day in the yeah. lobby and you want to check in, there's ducks in the in the fountain. Just in the fountain. Yep, just swimming around, chilling. Hmm. That's it. That's that's the story. I would never have believed that otherwise. There's they, like no way. So here's the thing about those ducks. I did a little more research. They showed up in 1979. They were on Johnny Carson. Okay. So the guy, Mr. Pembroke, mm-hmm. and the ducks showed up to be on TV, kind of show them what they did. So like mm-hmm. precursor of the uh, stupid pet tricks from David Letterman, right? Yes, yes. These ducks were on Sesame Street in the late 70s. Uh, then they ended up on an episode of Coach, one of your favorite shows probably. I, I liked that show. And they were also on Oprah. So these are world mm-hmm. famous ducks. Wow. Uh, there was a picture that they found doing some research of this hotel. Um, in nineteen fifteen, there was a postcard and there were ducks in the fountain on this postcard. Okay. So they they're not sure if the nineteen thirty story is accurate because there was actually a picture of the ducks there. Hmm. And then there's some stories that they heard. The initial hotel was built eighteen sixty nine and then about twenty five years later it moved a block away. They tore down the old built hotel and went into a newer, bigger hotel. Sure. So there are stories about the original hotel having ducks in the lobby and then the water there hmm. as well. So that was that was the uh, the draw for me. And it's on the historic hotel registry in the United States. It's yep. a protected building. Uh, it's super cool in there. It's like an Italian Renaissance um, sort of architecture. Okay. Um, the beautiful chandeliers and woodwork in there. It's just amazing. It's one of those places, if you can stay there, you should definitely stay. Stay there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to guess that there's probably YouTube videos of this out there somewhere. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or their Facebook page, I'm sure, will have it. I I really want, like, I know we have nurses in Memphis right now. We have nurses mm-hmm. that are in, that are in, in the South that, you know, that are around there. Yeah. That's, man, I'd put I'd put a dinner on if you could go, go, go get a video of that for us. I want to see that. Yeah. It's, I want to see the ducks like walking out of the... That's exactly how they do it. And the guy follows them right up to the end. At yeah. least it was a guy when I was there. But um, also at the hotel, it's right pretty close to some pretty cool things. So mm-hmm. for my room, if I looked across the street, it was the Memphis Redbirds baseball stadium. You better. And there, I think they have a brewery in there now, if I'm in? not mistaken, in the baseball stadium. What? Yeah. Um, and then just across the street another way... Um, I wrote this down because I want to talk about it. Charles Virgo's Rendezvous. It's a barbecue restaurant. Okay. Memphis is known for their dry rub barbecue. Yes. And when we asked the people that live there, because you can go on the website, right? And be mm-hmm. like, oh, what's the top 10 places to go? Right. That's great. And, and touristy. We're like, okay, where do you go and eat? Mm-hmm. So they were like, right here, across the street. Go check it out. But you got to get early because it's they sell out every day. Really? And it's in an alleyway, so the only door in is in an alley, which is somewhat sketchy, but yep. that, that's been there a long time. Um, and they were just across the street, and they sell, their main pole is ribs. Okay. Um, they also do all the other barbecue things that you mm-hmm. would expect. Um, they do sell barbecue sauce and seasoning, which I have always in my house. Ever since I've been there, 
I love it. So I buy it and I have them ship it to me. Really? I always have some. Always. This sounds like a road trip. This really does. I, I, I yeah. And normally it's the story of the brewery that gets me. Like yeah. I'm like, yeah, I like I dig these guys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I want to go drink beer at their at their place or whatever. No, no. This is we'll go here. We'll go to Memphis Made. But I want to see the. I want to see this. Like I want to see the town. Like I never really had any desire to go to Memphis whatsoever. Right. I really didn't think. I felt the same. Yeah. And then when I got there, and I because I'm when I do these things with with my wife when I go to these conferences. We don't like have a car or anything, so it's got to be something that's walkable. It's got to be a walkable town for me. Yeah, and this one was. So from my hotel, mm-hmm. I was able to walk to Sun Studios, which is where Johnny Cash and all mm-hmm. those guys recorded Elvis. Yep. yep. Um, I was able to walk to Beale Street. That was just down the street, so I went to Beale Street a few different times. I walked to um, the Pyramid, I think they call it. Okay. Where Memphis Grizzlies play basketball, mm-hmm. and I went to an NBA game. One of my first NBA games I ever went to was there. Yeah, and then I saw also Memphis. Their college basketball team is always usually pretty good, mm-hmm. and uh, they played a game that I went to as well. Okay, so like all those things were within walking within distance. walking yeah. distance and of this a hotel. couple of breweries and restaurants. They have like a, a trolley car system, like an old school, like from the '40s and '50s, that still operates in this part of town. Mm-hmm. So you can hop on that and go up and down the streets, and mm. lots of fun stuff to do. It was, but it's in the area where the hotel is. It's one of those like business districty things. So like on the weekend, there's not a lot of stuff open more during the weekday, which is kind of fun. Interesting. Hmm. All right, I'm gonna put that out there then. So if if you now here's the deal, you have to respond on Facebook. I want to see the Facebook video when we post when when this goes up, and you listen to this. And if you're in Memphis on a contract, I don't care if you're with us or not. You don't have to be an Atlas nurse. I don't even care. Respond back and put that video, put a link to that YouTube video in that you took. Yeah, and then I'll buy you dinner at this at this barbecue place. How's that? Oh, cool! That's you, amazing. You send me the you send me the receipt. You go find this barbecue place. But I want to see the ducks coming out of the out of the elevator. Out of the elevator, because I yeah. think that'd be hilarious. It's right at eleven o'clock on the dot every yep. day. So yeah, or going back onto the elevator at the end at of their five, shift. Right? Yeah. yeah, five o'clock, yep. and they they waddle back onto the elevator. So there you go. Yeah, so that's that's my Peabody stuff hmm. that I know about. Why is it that I'm gonna I'm gonna open the uh, amber right okay, now? Okay, go so, ahead. But why is it that that people from like to say from the 30s to the 50s always had cooler names? <laughs> Peabody, like that's a legit cool yeah. name, Ed Peabody. So that was named after um, the guy that built the hotel. That was named after his friend, who was like a, I think a Civil War hero or something like that for them. Okay. Um, so the guy that built the, usually the hotel's named after the person that built it. In this case, it was uh, named after his friend. And then, um, I think they gave it to, that guy gave it to like his son and daughter and let him run it as like a wedding gift or something back in the day. Interesting. I just think they had cooler names back then. My yeah, name's probably. pretty boring. Rich Smith. That uh, couldn't be more boring. I mean, <laughs> at least you have multiple syllables in your last name. That's true. But nobody can spell it right or say it yeah, right. So true. that's the that's the risk you run. There you go. Okay, so I opened the uh, Memphis Made Brewing Fireside Amber Ale. Do, do, have we done an amber No, yet? we haven't. So that's why I wanted to research this style a little bit. And uh, really, what it is, is probably something you've, you've had before. Okay. Um, a lot of people are starting to call these amber ales in the last 25 years or so. But really what it is, is like a... Um, an English-style pale ale. So English-style versus American-style. Um, American mm-hmm. pale ale, way more hoppy, bitter, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. Yep. This is not that. At least it shouldn't be. I haven't tried it yet. Let me let me tell you. I'm going to... So 
so taste it, but don't say anything because okay. I want to see how I want to see how my 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 beer palate has evolved here. I would say this is way more malty than a pale would normally be. Yes, ding ding. This ding. is a different kind of. So this is a caramel malt, okay. which gives it this color. Yep. Um, it has a little bit of some flavoring. It should be a little bit sweeter and like a biscuit um, or mm-hmm. a cracker sort of thing. Yep. Light copper to light brown is the color spectrum for this style of beer. Mm-hmm. So there's all these standards that you have to hit to call it a certain beer, at least in the United States. Mm-hmm. So if it has to be in that area of color, um, it has to be between 25 and 45 IBU, which is low. I mean, there's some IPAs that we've been drinking mm-hmm. that have less IBUs than 25. So that's that's just because there's, the hops are in the boil. You don't taste the hops. No. But you really aren't going to taste them. If it's less than fifty in a, in a thing, you probably aren't going to get a lot of hop flavor. There is no bitter to this bitterness to this at all. And then it's the range is supposed to be four point four to six point one ABV. That's where it's supposed to be at. So what do you, what do you think? I would guess around. I would guess high fives, like five point seven, maybe or so. Five point one. Oh, nice. Yeah. You're stout guy, so I think you always yeah. err to the higher side. So that's way. less than like a Bud Light. I think. Is Bud Light 5.2? Five 5.2, two? Five two, yeah. Yeah, so this has less alcohol than a Bud Light, but this tastes a thousand percent better to me a than a Bud Light. A thousand times better. This is really good, it's, by the way. So at first I thought, nope, this isn't my this isn't my mm-hmm. thing. But then after like the second drink, third drink, I could drink a lot of this. Yeah. This is, yeah, that kind of malty punch in the mouth goes away. Yeah. And then it's just a nice, easy drinker. I like that malty stuff because it kind of wakes up your taste buds at the beginning of the drink, you know? Yep. And it's not it's not bitter, so that's usually how you do with an IPA. It kind of has to punch you a little bit. Mm-hmm. This one's just like a, a gentle caress. Just a, just a nice, like, like yes, yeah. on the side mm-hmm. of your face. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to look up the IBUs on this because I'm kind of okay. curious, so... If you uh, you want to get into the so here's some amber. other here's some other beers that are in the amber style that we can get around here or you might have had um, North Coast out of California makes one called the Red Seal, mm-hmm. which I know we, we can get here. Okay, how about this one, Fat Tire? Yeah, boom, that's what this basically is. What? Yeah, that's no. the style of beer a, a Fat Tire is. <sighs> really? Yeah, and An it's the high, yeah, and it's the highest rated amber beer on Beer Advocate, but there's nine thousand reviews for that. For that beer, really? Yeah, and then next closest one was like three thousand. I need to give Fat Tire another chance because my first round with Fat Tire just I didn't like it, but oh, that was a while back. I mean, they're one of the first craft beers that was kind of everywhere, and that was the flagship beer. Yep. That's you know like, so you've you've probably had that one. It's definitely almost everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. If they say they have craft beer, there probably is a fat tire. Fat on tire. Menu. Yeah. That was I remember as I first started getting into this, uh, my sister in law who lives in Colorado, uh, moved out there early. It was probably early 2000s and when they got they got Fat Tire out there. And that was like that was a big deal to her. So like, she remembers when bars started getting Fat Tire. And they would go to, like they would choose bars based on whether or not they had Fat Tire yeah. back then. I think um, it's, well, I would say it's a, it's a standard beer because you can mm-hmm. get it just about everywhere. And people take those for granted. Like mm-hmm. people like me, for sure. Like, this is an emergency beer for me. Like a, this kind of style, or, or a fat tire. Like if yep. I'm at some place and like, oh, that's the only thing that's there that's crafty. Yep. You know, then I'll I'll be getting it, but I don't would never go and buy a six pack, and I mm. I probably should. That's interesting. Emergency. So my emergency beer is Sam Adams Boston Lager. 
Yeah. That's because you can generally get that. If they mm-hmm. have Coors Light, Miller Light, Bud yeah. Light, whatever, and Sam Adams. Yeah. Because Sam Adams is so big that they're almost, yep. I mean, they're not they're not near the size of no. know, InBev, but they're the biggest right. craft brewery. But I think world. outside of maybe like a fat tire, like you said, mm-hmm. like that's, you can get a Boston Lager virtually anywhere. Yeah. And that's okay. And I'm okay with it. I don't For mind sure. It. Yeah. I mean, this this style specifically is is a really good gateway into craft mm-hmm. because it's not hoppy. It's not bitter. It has flavor. There's some there's some stuff going on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can usually find this style just about any place. Untapped says IBUs NA. Oh, not not so, available. Not available. Well, we'll have to do some research. I, I would say it's got to be like twenty nothing. I mean, twenty five <laughs> is the low level for it to be considered a style so i would say it's probably around there okay okay um another one that is around here that we can maybe get sometimes is rogue they make one it's called the american amber ale yep and then i found this one which i know we can get and i think um dolan is a thrifty shopper Mm -hmm. if anything the kirkland signature out of costco costco rated a Mm 3.13 so not terrible Hmm. apparently have, have you tried a lot of Kirkland beers? You know, I haven't had any, um, but that's not to say I wouldn't. I would give them a shot. I, one time, and this is a total true story, I one time bought a 12-pack of beer at Walgreens, mm-hmm. and it was like their own brand of beer, Okay, and it was not good. That's desperation. I saw it as an opportunity. I had to go there and get some cold medication anyway, and mm. I thought, hey, why not throw this uh, booze on top of the mm. NyQuil? Good call. Was a bad choice. Bad choice. Yeah, still had the cold. Mm. That explained. Yeah. Okay. So should uh, this is interesting. That brings that uh, up. A you know, it's not craft at all, but we could certainly do a Kirkland lineup. Oh of yeah, beers. That'd that's be a, fun. That's a, yeah, another day. But I think like um, so like I know Trader Joe's right. Mm-hmm. They have their own brand of beer. But it's brewed out of a brewery in Cincinnati that's called Rheingeist, I think. Okay. So they brew, Rheingeist has their own beer, and then they subcontract out Mm -hmm. for Trader Joe's, and they make Trader Joe's beer. So really, it's a brewery that's making the beer. Hmm. So I'm guessing that's the same. I don't think there's some Costco beer factory that they're making all these, but we'd have to do some research and see where it's coming from, yeah. Kind of like RC Cola made Sam's Cola for years. Sure. So RC, Sam's Cola was basically RC Cola. Mm, I like RC. I do. I yeah. enjoyed a good Sam's Cola back in the day, too. The good thing about RC Cola, if you go to the gas station, it's usually 99 cents. Mm-hmm. It's like a you know a thrifty buy, Yep, which I'm a fan of. Did you ever have a Big Red? Remember the Big Red Pop? Oh, yeah. Don't I, I wasn't a head. fan of that one. Didn't you guys like that one? But that one was like 79 cents. Like That one was cheap. If you're a poor college kid... Yeah, you could you could get a lot of that. Yeah, for very little. Big red, I remember that. Like Keystone Light, but that's another, and Red Dog. That's yeah. another. Oh, Red Dog, that's another day. Uh, here we go. I'm gonna bring this up because I I'm gonna try jump back into my hotel story. Yep. Um, I found out one of the things that I left out, and of course I because I put it on a different page. Yep. So back in the 40s, mm-hmm. they had a TV and a radio. Well, it was a radio station first, and then they put in a TV studio in the basement of the hotel. Okay. And um, Tommy Dorsey and the Andrews sisters were there a lot. They were like the house band of this place. Wow. So they put on their radios. They had a really big reaching antenna at this radio station. Mm -hmm. So these guys were there quite a bit putting music out and playing at orchestra and stuff like that. So, um, Which will segue us into um, 
basically what I did was went through and found all the famous names I could find. Okay. Um, and I'm just going to blast them to you. Do it. And uh, you tell me your initial or if you know them. Mm-hmm. I tried to group some of them together, but most of them are going to be some music things. Okay. So if anybody has any thoughts or whatever. But uh, the first one I'm going to put in here is Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Yeah. Orlando Magic, man. That guy. And he is yeah. now currently the head coach of the Memphis college basketball team. Of the Memphis Tigers? Yes. Really? Yeah. And he got into an altercation earlier this season. I think him and the other coach were kicked out. They were like arguing at half court in the middle of the game. Like both other coaches got kicked out. Bob Huggins? No. I think it was a, maybe it was the Tennessee oh. coach maybe oh. or something. But they both got like double teched up real quick and yep. got kicked out. And kicked out. Go um, Penny. That his his career got cut way short. He had a foot injury, right? I mean, that I was think a, so. Kind of like Grant Hill. Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's who I was thinking of. Grant Hill. Maybe that's who it was. Way super super athletic. Lots of promise, but then just it just yeah. never happened. Well, him and Shaq were coming up at the same time. And True. Yep. They toured up in Orlando for a while. Yep. How about this one, Shannon Doherty? Oh, nine zero two one zero. Yeah, that takes you back. Doesn't Reboot. It? I heard they're bringing it back. Oh. No, Ooh. Jamie is there was not an impressed. Sound not over impressed. there. No. Mm, I agree. They need. There to are stop. no ideas left. Nope. I feel like. No. Nope. Um, Morgan Freeman. Ooh. I was going to do a Morgan Freeman impression there. Would not have come out well. Good call. Yeah. Way to way to button it up. Yeah. Um, Kathy Bates. Yes, she's from around that. She is. A, she's a fantastic actor. She is really good. Fantastic. Uh, Sybil Shepherd. Uh, Moonlighting. There you go. Yes. That's what I I know her from. Yep. Back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. How about Rick Dees? American Top Forty. Yes, yeah. and also the creator of the Disco Duck one-hit wonder song in like 1978. Yes, he was the, he was the Disco Duck. Rick Dees was like the the poor man's Casey Kasem. Yes, he was. He was yeah. a little more bubbly. Yeah, he didn't have the long distance dedications either. No, no. no. The Rick Dees. It, it it worked in a pinch though. <laughs> yeah, if you couldn't find Casey, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Here's some more that you might know. Um, how about? I'm just gonna go on a run on some music ones here now. Okay. Um, we got Isaac Hayes. Mm-hmm. Did the Shaft very, theme song? Very famous Scientologist, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he also did the voice of Chef, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Aretha Franklin spent a lot of time around here. Yes. What, what, she's the queen, queen of, of soul. soul. That's there right. We, yep. we already talked about Elvis. He's mm-hmm. from there. Yep. Um, there's a band in the 70s called Big Star, mm-hmm. which is credited for kind of like alt-country music. And, oh. and um, Alex Chilton was the lead singer, and he was mm-hmm. um, really good. They used their song on the 70s show. So the intro where they're all in the car, like singing the song on the beginning of the show, that's a that's a big star song. Oh. Uh, then we have the band um, Booker T and the MGs mm-hmm. are from this place. Yep. Uh, so Steve Cropper on guitar, Donald Duck Dunn, they famously join Aretha in the in the Blues Brothers movie. Yes. So these guys are all from that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Lee Lewis, the killer piano yeah. player. Yes. Him and Carl Perkins, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash. All came together and recorded at Sun Studios, owned um, there, and it's still operating as a music studio. Hmm. I went and did a tour there, which was amazing. I got to see the microphones that they recorded Elvis on. Is it just as small as like they is 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 the recording studio in the movies? The recording studio is smaller than this room, like where they set up all the gear. Wow! Uh, And then they have a console room that's probably the size of the vestibule, really. Hmm. Uh, And then there's the rest of the building. They've turned it into like a soda fountain and gift shop and then upstairs they have a bunch of memorabilia that you can walk through and take a tour interesting really cool huh. to check it out 
and you can record there. So Dolan's band, if they pay a bunch of money, they can go record at Sun Studios. Oh, interesting. They still operate and do the same stuff. Hmm. Okay. Um, one of my favorites, she is kind of an up-and-coming artist, but her name's Julian Baker. She's from there. Um, she's known for guitar playing. Mm-hmm. I went and saw her in Minneapolis for my birthday this year. Hmm. Um, Al Green just announced yesterday he's going mm-hmm. going to be on tour for the first time in about eight years. He's spent a lot of time at Memphis. Mm-hmm. Comedian and actress Leslie Jones. Uh, SNL, Leslie yeah, Jones? the one. Yeah. The Ghostbuster. Yes. Leslie Jones. I wouldn't hold the Ghostbuster thing against her, but that's... I thought it was decent. Eh. If you If it's a standalone thing, which it should be, I thought it was enjoyable f- film. I guess. Um, here you go. Here's three in a row for you. This, okay. These are specifically for you. Awesome. Jerry Lawler, Ric Flair, Jimmy Hart. That That is fantastic. Right? Yes. All from this area. Yes. Mid-South Wrestling. Ric Flair, born in Memphis, what? given up for adoption, and then adopted and moved to Minneapolis, Minnesota later no. in his life. Where he's from. Somebody gave up Ric Flair for adoption. The nature boy. Wow. Yep, he was just a nature baby then. The 18-time? I think so, yeah. 18-time heavyweight champion. He's got more than Tom Brady, I know that. I give you a woo, but I wouldn't even do it. I wouldn't give it justice, so yeah. no. Um, Dolan mentioned B.B. King, mm-hmm. so we got B.B. King and Albert King. Um, which is Memphis is really kind of known as the home of the blues. Who's Albert King? He was prior to BB King, guitar player. He was the king um, before. Yeah, and then there's BB. like Howlin' Wolf is another blues guitar player that I know is from this area. John Lee Hooker, mm-hmm. he's also in the Blues Brothers movie. Yes. Um, Muddy Waters not totally from there, but played a lot of a lot of shows in time there. Mm-hmm. Um, Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper? No. Depression area the, bank robber. It's really sad I went to the rapper first, right? It is super sad. Damn it. That you did that. But I kind of tricked you. I'm embarrassed. Um, Wink Martindale. Uh-huh. Yeah. Started out the radio stations there. With the and big, then, long microphone. Yep. And, and then yep. went to the TV show and did a bunch of those, um, what do you call those? The, game shows. Yep. Game yeah, shows. Game and, shows. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Here's a couple more. Danny Thomas was an actor and singer and a dancer. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that ended up founding St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Mm-hmm. What was his TV show that was Father Knows Best? Yep, you're right. Look go. at you. Mm-hmm. That's an old school show. Yep. Um, Tennessee Not- Williams, the playwright mm-hmm. from this area. Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Yeah, a Streetcar Named Desire. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Charlie Musselwhite, who's an active blues player. He's a harmonica, like one of the best harmonica players in the entire world is from this area. Hmm. Roy Orbison. Yes. Chris Parnell, also SNL guy. Mm-hmm. Otis Redding. Reggie White, oh. football player, spent some of his time, and his first team that he played on was in the USHL, the mm-hmm. Memphis Showboats. Dolan's so happy about this. Reggie White, Packer. Yeah. So happy about that. I didn't that. talk about the Packers part, but. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The founders of FedEx and Holiday Inn, both from this town. Wow. And then I found um, Ida B. Wells. She is one of the founders of the NAACP, also oh. from Memphis. Wow. So that is a long list of famous folks how big is memphis like population wise i don't know i don't know i mean it's big enough that it has a nba team okay yeah i think they have a hockey do they have a hockey team memphis is there a memphis team or i'm thinking of nashville i think i'm thinking i think you're nashville predators yeah yeah let's look up i'm gonna have the minor league baseball team of the triple a cardinals yeah the cardinals yeah i would still go to that though because i love baseball yeah and it looks like a pretty cool little stadium from what i could tell 
Memphis population, uh, 646,000. That's Omaha. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it, Omaha. It doesn't include the suburbs. Doesn't include yeah. the suburbs. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, that's just, that's just Memphis. And that was 2010. So let's, let's see. That's just what the Google machine told me. Oh, now we're up to 670 as of 2011. Hmm. Okay. Well, I guess it's around a million with everybody, in, with everybody involved. Yeah. That's still not that much bigger than Omaha. Not no. really. I mean, no. Omaha in suburbs and stuff. So yeah, I, I mean, when I went there, I would. It was one of those places that I I did a lot of stuff in like three days. I mm-hmm. never stopped moving, um, and I would definitely go back and and see some more because I couldn't see it all. And I walked a lot. I walked miles and miles and miles. Yeah, it was worth it. But it when there's so when there's that much around there, yeah, a lot of history. I mean, it's technically mm-hmm. kind of the south, and you had like a lot of soul food stuff that we can't get mm-hmm. here and barbecue. I mean, they're definitely known for barbecue. So. Yep. Um, if you want, if you're into that sort of thing, that's the place to go. I love me some Kansas City barbecue. I would argue that Kansas City is the best in the country, but I like a good dry rub Memphis style rib. That's my favorite Memphis style. Yeah, and then, then KC. I'm I'm not a like vinegary based North mm. Carolina mustardy mm. stuff. I don't do that. No, so no. Um, also, amber ales really mm. pair well with barbecue. Oh. They kind of cut through that. If you're going to do a sauce, they cut through the sweetness of the sauce, but also they kind of get through the spice of a dry rub rib. So hmm. um, that's maybe why this is one of their standard all year round beers. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, all right. So, what do you think their uh, the Fireside Ale? What do you think their untapped rating is? I'd say three point six eight. Three point six two. Is it really? Yes. Yeah, I think it was. I, th- I think it was just better overall mm-hmm. than the first one we had. The first one was good, but mm-hmm. this one is this is one I would definitely drink again for mm-hmm. sure. I would I'd go a little bit higher actually. I'd go like three point seven five on okay. this one. Just a little bit higher. And and you're right. You could definitely you could eat a lot of barbecue with this. Yeah. And I think f- this would be really good on tap. Yes. Like and in a, a pint or something. That'd be a good five point one you could drink a lot of it yeah. with a lot of barbecue and be sure. okay. Yeah. For sure. So Interesting. This all right, fun. I I want to go to Memphis now. I'm trying to sell it, man. It was a it was a blast when I was there. All right. I'm serious about that. If if somebody goes to this goes what's the name of the hotel again? The Peabody. The Peabody Hotel and takes a video of the ducks either coming in or going out, one of the two, and posts it on when we post this on Facebook or wherever it is and posts it on there and with that video, I'm going to I want to buy you some ribs down the street at this at this the rendezvous. Yep, there you go. I want to see this duck thing. If I can't see it in person right now, I want to see it. I might have to go to nursing school and then work at perm job for at least a year and then be eligible for travel just to get these ribs because they're so good. I think that's so a good, good idea. So good. You should definitely do that. So. Okay. So, okay. Well, Brian, thank you. I, that, was, uh, that was a good uh, geography lesson. It helps when I've lesson. been there, you know? Like yes. When, we've, when we can do these places I've been, it, it's very helpful for me. Awesome. All right. Next week, Kirkland Brands. <laughs> No, I, I don't know. I don't. We need a little more research time yeah, for that. Yeah, we will do that at some point. I, I am kind of fascinated by that, so we'll do so. that at some point. All right, we'll see you next week.